Thank you, Chris. Open up your Bibles to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 2, verse 19. We are going to be looking here at a section of Scripture that I believe really wraps up this year. And not only that, it really forces us to answer, moving into a new year, God, what do you have in store for me? What are your plans? What are your guidance? Where are you leading me and my family in this new year? Here we are in December, and we are amidst the worst time of the worst pandemic in our lifetimes. Did y'all realize that? This month will go down as probably the deadliest month of the pandemic. It will be one of that, um, if, if you're going to get COVID-19, this will probably be the month you get it. It will be also the time where um, many folks are letting their guards down. They're taking their mask off because they're tired. They're exhausted. It's just been a draining year. It's been uh, financially, for a lot of folks, a challenging year. Uh, for uh, many folks, it's been a year of uh, spiritual decline. Yet for some others, they've had more time to spend with the Lord. So it's been all over the boards. No one ever dreamed it would have been like this. We'd be wrapping up this unique year right now. And I want to read us, uh, we're going to read here scripture, Matthew chapter 2, because Mary and Joseph were in Egypt. They left Bethlehem and they went down to Egypt. And they're waiting. Remember, Egypt is not a godly place. Egypt is a place of pagans. It's a place that people do not go there to worship the Lord. You go there, be like the uh, Las Vegas. You go there to a party. You go there to get away from the Lord. You go there to run from your problems. And there were this young family that's in this unknown area, and they're waiting to hear from God. And many of you, I believe, are waiting to hear from God. It's a new year. And you're wanting the Lord to speak to you freshly in 2021. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to be looking here at Matthew chapter 2, verse 19. And then in a little bit, we're going to flip over our Bibles. And we're going to look at Galatians chapter 4. Chris actually referenced it up there. If you have your bulletin here, you can uh, pull it out and follow along. For those of us worshiping online, you can. Uh, so I'm sure somebody will be able to share our online bulletin. So you can um, certainly follow along as well. God's word says here. Then, or after Herod died. Herod the Great was trying to kill baby Jesus. Herod the Great is the reason Mary, Joseph, and Jesus are in Egypt, they had to get away. So he died shortly after they escaped. And I believe God allowed this man to die for the very purpose of bringing Jesus back to Nazareth. After Herod died, an angel Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. So even when you're in a place that you don't want to be, such as Egypt, God still speaks to people in foreign lands. He's still working in unique places and circumstances. So God is speaking to Joseph. This is Jesus' stepfather. Saying, get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. Because those who intended to kill the child are dead. 
So he got up. Joseph was an obedient young man, a young father who obeyed the Lord. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and entered the land of Israel. So they went back into Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus, this is the, uh, the, the nephew there of um, Herod, was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in his dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. So Galilee is in northern Israel. Herod's son there is, is reigning. So we didn't want to go back to Bethlehem because we had to escape Bethlehem to avoid death. So they went up to kind of an obscure area actually where they came from to get away from Herod's son. So they ended up at their hometown of Nazareth. Then he went and settled in a town called Nazareth to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. This is how God led this young family. So Mary and Joseph are following the leadership of the Holy Spirit and of the Lord. And God is speaking through Joseph, through dreams. They start out in Nazareth. They're engaged. They had to travel down to Bethlehem for their census. Then they had to leave Bethlehem. And they were probably in Bethlehem a good while. Remember, Jesus' first time to go to the temple for his baby dedication was there while they were still in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was only five or six miles from Jerusalem. So he just went up the road a little bit. First time Jesus went to the temple for baby dedication. Then they lift, went down to Egypt. And now in a dream, God is leading them from Egypt all the way back in the giant circle of Nazareth. And we just see the Lord guiding this young, holy family along the way. And I think the biblical principle for us, this was difficult days for Mary and Joseph. Every single time, it was like they were trying to escape the sword. Herod, Herod's son, was out to get Jesus. And what we see here is under the leadership and guidance of the Holy Spirit, if God cares and guides Mary and Joseph, He guides and He cares about your life. And I'm asking you this morning, you trust the Lord to guide you in this new year. Have you trusted God all the way up into this new, this new season that you're in? You know, many folks are waiting. You know, in many ways, we're just, we're just kind of waiting. I mean, think about it. Mary and Joseph... They are there in Egypt, and they're waiting to hear from God about when they can leave. Think about folks today. Many of you are waiting to receive a vaccine, or you have family members waiting to receive a vaccine shot. You're waiting for life to return to normal. This, this is not normal what we're living in. Everything is different. Literally everything. And you're just waiting, wondering when... When are things going to be... You're waiting for Kentucky basketball to return back. I mean, nothing is normal. You're waiting for it to return back to normal. And you, it's just this season, this, this most unique time in your life, probably in our entire lifetime. And we are in the probably the darkest days right now. And not only that, most importantly, you're waiting to hear... From God. You're asking, just like Mary and Joseph were in Egypt, you're saying, Lord, I want to hear from you. 
What do you want me to do? Always a new year brings new opportunities, new commitments, new promises. And this is what we're going to see here. Go ahead and keep your fingers here in Matthew and flip over to Galatians chapter 4. God wants to remind us this Christmas, this end of the year, that we are children, we are child, we are sons, we are daughters of God. And Chris used the word when he was leading the worship. He used the word adopted. When you get saved, you are literally adopted into the family of God. You are no longer just a friend. You're no longer just an acquaintance. You are a child. You are entitled to call God Abba, Father. In the Bible, during Jesus' time, when Jesus would have prayed that he spoke a language called Aramaic, that was the common language of that day. And the Aramaic word for Father. So when he would pray, Oh, Father, Father God, he would call him Abba God. He would reference his God as Abba. And we're going to see that here. You know, you think about adoption and you think about DNA. One of the things I got shared for Christmas, and you have to be careful with these things. She asked for it. Surprised her. She wanted one. You ever see a commercial on TV from Ancestry.com about a DNA a kit where you find out who your real kids are? You find out, are these my parents? I know some of y'all have done this. And you, you buy the little kit. Have you ever seen that Christmas movie, Elf, where it's a, a gentleman who I thought he was an elf, and he had to go have a DNA test from his dad, and um, you know he got his blood taken, and he, starts, he screamed all over New York City? Anyway, well, it's, it's one of these tests that you send off, and then you find out, um, you know, uh, am I really related to who I think I'm related to? I know y'all have seen this stuff. So, well, that's kind of like, that's similar for us. We want to know as believers, when you are saved, you don't have to take a DNA test. You don't have to have blood work done. You have the assurance from God's word, church family, that you are saved for an eternity. You are a child of God. Jesus Christ, the purpose of Christmas, which is ultimately leading to Easter, was to die for yours and my sins so we could be born again. Remember in that conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And the reason why he said that is because Jewish people, they traced their lineage, their bloodline to Abraham and said, we are children of the promise. We are Hebrews who God chose. He called Abraham and says, you will be a father of a great nation. And Jesus comes along and says, no, you are no longer, you're not born into salvation. It's not your bloodline that saves you. It's by the blood of Jesus. You have to experience a second birth. And that's when you become a child of God. That's what it means to getting saved.
to trusting Christ as your Savior. Look what the book of Galatians says. This is our last scripture we're going to see this morning. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. God's Word tells us, When the time came to completion, that meant when the time came for Jesus to be born, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. That's the Old Testament law. Jesus was born under the law. To redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. That is us. That's you. We are adopted into God's family. When you're saved, your paperwork goes directly in ownership of the Lord. And because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts crying. Look at this word. When you pray to God, you could cry out to God saying this. This is what Jesus called His Father. Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. Your DNA test points you to the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Your DNA says you are an heir of the Lord. So for us, we need to enter, you need to enter this new year with the mindset that you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. He is your father. You approach things, you approach the throne with confidence. We have a Lord who wants to answer our prayers. We have a God that says, when a father asks for a piece of fish, do you give him a snake? No, Jesus says. He's a good, gracious father. The Lord is good to you. And even though we might be in this uncertain time, I'm asking you, even as a church, we are called to trust God in this new year. Do you know 2021 could be the greatest year in Broadway's history? It could be a year of revival. It could be a year of evangelism. We could see the Lord. We could see folks that have been cooped up in their house for a year or more. And they're just hungry for a move from the Lord. They're eager for God to do something. Listen, just like Mary and Joseph, they were stuck in Egypt. 2020 has been a year of Egypt. You've been in a place that you really don't want. Those worshiping online, you're worshiping online thinking, why, why am I going to church online? I wasn't expecting this. But God is speaking to us, reminding us, you've been born again. You're an heir. You have a great plan. Even Chris and Lauren over here, his parents. Soon they will be in western Kentucky, trusting the Lord, seeking after God's guidance. God leads and we follow Him. We as believers throw up our hands and say, Lord, I've been adopted in your family. I'm trusting you. So this is what... This is what we need to be reminded. That word adopted is used. I put a player on the screen. Adoption is how we become children of God. How you become a child of God. Number one, 
Adoption as sons of God is costly. It cost God his son. Jesus died so we can be saved. Jesus died for you. That's why he came into Bethlehem. Came through Mary. Adoption brings us as heirs of the Father. Meaning, we are entitled to everything God offers. There's no reason for us to hold back. Adoption is often from, look at this, bad situations. Here we are. It's been a tough year. It's been a bad situation. God works amidst pandemics. He works when Herod's trying to kill his son. He works when literally everything around you is changing. Nothing seems normal. But our hope, our home, it's in heaven. It's with the Lord. Even if you are in a bad situation this morning, God is speaking to you, saying, will you remember that you're an heir? Will you remember, will you trust me with this new year? Will you give 2021 to the Lord? And I want you to look here. Adoption is not plan B. It never is. God's plan from the beginning was to send his son Jesus so you and I can be adopted into the family of God. You know, God is speaking to you this morning. And he's asking the question, what are you waiting for? Let's answer that question. Have you ever thought about that? What, what, what am I waiting for? Every year has passed. I'm a year older, a year heavier, a year slower, a year broker, maybe spent more money this year. And you just, you look back and go, goodness. I hear the King family just came back from Disney World. They really laughed on the year broker with that. So they know all about going to Disney World. It'll make you broke. But I share that. You say, you look at your place in life. And God is answering and asking, what are you waiting for? And he's reminding us, you are a child of God. You have been adopted. You cry out and say, Abba, Father, even when you're in Egypt, he wants to lead you home to the promised land. Remember Moses? Moses also was adopted. Moses was about to be killed because Pharaoh wanted to kill all the baby boys because they were too many of them were being born and the, their population of Hebrews was growing too quickly. So his mother put him in the basket in the Nile River and not by accident, but Pharaoh's daughter goes out to get a bath and here comes a baby crying in a basket Right there, and the word Moses means, I pulled him from the water. Moses went from about to be killed to being adopted into Pharaoh's household and went and was raised in the palace there in Egypt. Remember Esther in the Old Testament story? She lost her parents. Her cousin Mordecai raised her. Just like you and I, you might not have a bloodline that leads to Abraham. 
But you do have a bloodline that leads to Jesus through adoption. And Christ is speaking to you. And he's saying, I want to remind you, as we close out this year, as you begin a new year, you're a child of this, of this king. You are a son of God. You have been born again. And the Lord wants you to start living and acting that way. We don't, God does not put a spirit of fear in our hearts. We should not walk about our days scared to death. The Lord holds our future. He is our promise. He is our salvation. I'm about to lead us in a prayer of salvation. Some of you need to get saved. Christ is asking you, what are you waiting for? Are you ready to trust God? Are you ready to begin 2021? Do you have your Bible reading plan? Do you have your spiritual goals in place for next year? Are you ready for miracles to start happening in your Sunday school class in our church? Are you ready for God to use you like never before? There's no reason he can. He takes difficult situations. Mary and Joseph stuck in Egypt. Baby Moses, about to be killed, had to be placed in a basket in a Nile River. Esther, her parents pass away. Her cousin Mordecai raises her in a foreign land of Babylon. Difficult uncertain times, yet God was working. And he's working in your life this morning. Go lead us in a prayer of salvation. Those online, you want to get saved. This is our last in-person worship service in 2020. You can give your life to Jesus this morning. Why don't you bow your head and close your eyes. And you repeat after me this prayer. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner I want to be saved. I want to call you Abba, Father. Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for adopting me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord, from this day on, I'm yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. If you said that prayer, that's called a prayer of faith, a sinner's prayer. Jesus Christ tells us that prayer saves you. That's what shifts you from being lost to being saved. You prayed and received Jesus as your Savior. We have a public invitation. You can respond to what the Lord is doing in your life. You can join our church at this time. No better year, no better Sunday than the last Sunday of the year, the month of December, to make Broadway your church home. So we're going to stand together, and Chris is going to lead us in his final song here. And this is an opportunity for you to respond. Myself and Brother Hurd will be waiting down front for you to respond to the gospel.